And now, America's number one show on pop culture and politics. This is the Michael Medved Show. And another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth. A great day despite the fact that uh, Brittany Griner, nine years in a Soviet prison camp, I know, I know. The Soviet Union doesn't exist anymore. It's not a Soviet prison camp, but it's a pretty close facsimile. And uh, and what happens to her freedom and what happens with the prospect of Ukraine exploding a dirty bomb? Yes, that's what the uh, Russian uh, defense minister has been telling people all around the world. Uh, with a series of phone calls that the dirty bomb is underway. Is this actually uh, just an excuse for Russia using devastating power against the West? Uh, and meanwhile, a complete disaster for progressives in the House of Representatives, 30 of them, had signed a letter. And it was a letter basically suggesting that uh, Biden try a completely different approach to Russia, which is sit down and negotiate with them. That uh, Vladimir Putin, he's not such a bad guy. Come on, you can work something out. Well, with the day after, literally one day after they released the letter, they've all withdrawn it because they're embarrassed by it. Uh, who is behind this and what does it mean? And speaking of who is behind it and what does it mean, what is the, the actual uh, effort that is being made by Kanye uh, West? Uh, that's yay, I know we're supposed to say now. He's legally changed his name. Okay, what is it that yay wants? What is it that he is raising in terms of a real issue regarding a series of anti-Semitic statements, uh, all of which have provoked a world of controversy? We will get to that also on the Michael Medved Show. Okay, the, the first big news, which has to do with both of the items that I think have been obsessing American people, one is the upcoming elections where people will get to vote on the direction they want for Congress, whether they want the House of Representatives to continue to be run by Nancy Pelosi or whether they want it to go over to Kevin McCarthy. Look, Kevin McCarthy made a bad statement, and it was one that I don't think is going to help Republicans. I don't think it's going to help America. He made a statement the other day saying we wouldn't write blank checks to Ukraine. Uh, any kind of statement by an American politician, especially by one in the middle of a campaign, suggesting that we are wavering in our support for Ukraine will do two things. Number one, it will encourage the Russians. And number two, it will discourage our European allies who have been pretty stalwart so far in uh, supporting Ukraine and allowing Ukraine to actually proceed with its defensive war and its attempt to get Russian butchers off their soil. Okay, the headline which broke today, I mean, and it's, it's so completely different from the news yesterday. The uh, the headline, Democrats withdraw letter urging Biden to rethink Ukraine war strategy. The Congressional Progressive Caucus has withdrawn a letter signed by 30 House liberals 
and sent to the White House yesterday that urged President Biden to negotiate directly with Russia to bring an end to the war in Ukraine. The withdrawal comes the day after the letter that was organized by Congressional Progressive Caucus Chair Pramila Jayapal from downtown Seattle. She um, triggered fierce pushback from many Democrats, as well as from Ukrainian officials who argued that it was unrealistic to negotiate with Russian President Vladimir Putin, uh, particularly not at a, a time when he's threatening to use tactical nuclear weapons. They also worry that the letter could create more pressure on Biden as he tries to sustain domestic support for the war effort. At a time when the region is heading into a potentially difficult winter and Republicans are threatening to cut aid to Ukraine if they retake Congress, or at least to reconsider aid. Uh, on Tuesday, that's today, uh, Jayapal said the letter had been drafted several months ago and released by staff without vetting. Uh -huh. Blame the staff. This is unbelievable. When you're talking about a matter of life and death and the most important foreign policy issue on the national agenda right now, and it is, and you have a re letter like this that was drafted several months ago and you claim it was released by staff without vetting, she also sought to distance Democrats from recent comments by House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, Republican California, who suggested that a GOP-led House would not support an additional, quote, blank check in aid to Ukraine. As chair of the Progressive Caucus, said uh, Pramila Jayapal, I accept responsibility for this. Oh, great. The proximity of these statements created the unfortunate appearance that Democrats, who have strongly and unanimously supported and voted for every package of military, strategic, and economic assistance to the Ukrainian people, are somehow aligned with Republicans, who seek to pull the plug on American support for President Zelensky and the Ukrainian forces. The problem is not aligning yourself with Republicans, Pramila Jayapal. The problem is aligning yourself with Putin. And the idea that all you have to do is sit down and talk to him and things will be better is a ridiculous idea. Earlier, several of the letter's signatories also walked back their support for the letter from months ago, saying it was written months ago. Well, okay, yeah, it was. Late uh, yesterday, Mark Pocan, who is a Democrat from Wisconsin, seemed to commiserate with someone who had written to him who was critical of the letter on Twitter. I uh, hear you, he, he wrote. First, this was written in July, and I have no idea why it went out now. Bad timing, Pocan tweeted. Uh, Sarah Jacobs, who is a representative from California, another Democrat, another member of the Progressive Caucus, said timing and diplomacy is everything. She was one of the letter signatories. I signed this letter on June 30th, but a lot has changed since then. I wouldn't sign it today. We have to continue supporting Ukraine economically and militarily to give them the leverage they need to end this war. The, uh, uh, there's more. Uh, and uh, again, uh, a number of the other 30 people who have signed on to the letter are rejecting it. And the original letter to the White House dated October 24th and first reported by the Washington Post the lawmakers called on Biden to pursue a, quote, proactive diplomatic push 
redoubling efforts to seek a realistic uh, framework for a ceasefire. The letter was signed by some of the best-known and most outspoken liberal Democrats in Congress, including Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from New York, uh, Jamie Raskin from Maryland, uh, Cory Bush from uh, Missouri, Ro Khanna from California, and, of course, Ilhan Omar of Minnesota. For now, their position remains a minority in the Democratic Party, which has overwhelmingly supported Biden's denunciations of Russia and a spearheading of a global coalition to funnel massive support to Ukraine. Biden has framed the conflict as part of the broader view that the world is witnessing a historic confrontation between authoritarianism and democracy. White House spokesman John Kirby said uh, yesterday that the administration appreciated the lawmakers' very thoughtful concerns, but signaled no shift in the administration's strategy on Ukraine. We're not going to have conversations with the Russian leadership without the Ukrainians being representative, represented, Kirby said during a briefing with reporters on Monday. Mr. Zelensky gets to determine, because it is his country, what success looks like and when to negotiate. Okay, clear, decent statement. But does this show that the Democrats are, are desperate and desperately confused? It does. And what about the confusion about uh, the Russians warning about Ukraine using a dirty bomb? What is exactly a dirty bomb? Is there any substance to that warning? We will get to that and to more coming up on the MedVed Show. 1-800-955-1776. The Michael Medved Show. MichaelMedved.com. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with my pillow. My pillow is now offering a bo And on the Michael Medved show, does anybody actually believe that uh, Democrats will be helped at all by this com complete mass confusion? about a letter that uh, they sent to President Biden and then withdrew. It's all about disagreements within the Democratic caucus. Uh, how many of these 30 members who had initially signed this letter asking for negotiations with Putin, the whole idea is to give Putin, quote, the off-ramp. The problem with the off-ramp logic is that the off-ramp he wants is one that involves him holding on to property that doesn't belong to him uh, and basically ending up uh, chopping up the nation of Ukraine, which is fought nobly and with great success and great determination to protect its own territorial integrity. The entire thing is, is just an utter nonsense and a complete mess up. And especially at a time when people are talking about dirty bombs and so forth, uh, this is from Wall Street Journal this morning. Uh, allegation of dirty bomb plot met with skepticism. Well, that's a good thing, but the allegation itself is not a good thing. It's certainly a good thing that it's met with skepticism. The Journal reports senior U.S. officials uh, said that they saw no evidence that Russia was preparing to deploy a so-called dirty bomb in Ukraine. 
but they threatened consequences if Moscow did so after the Kremlin falsely accused Kiev of preparing a dirty bomb. The remarks came a day after an unusual round of telephone calls between Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu and his U.S., French, U.K., and Turkish counterparts. Why Turkish counterparts? And because Turkey is right there. It is close to Crimea. It is close to, uh, to the Black Sea. Obviously, it's on the Black Sea. And uh, even though Turkey is not a nuclear power, thank God, uh, the United States is, France is, and UK are, and so hence Shoigu called all of those foreign ministers. Now, it's interesting about that. It was revealed last night that uh, Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense for the United States, General Austin, uh, actually had tried to initiate telephone contact with Shoigu, who is the failing defense uh, minister in the Putin government. And uh, he'd never returned their calls. He wouldn't talk to them. But now he's talking to them to uh, warn them that uh, Ukraine is going to use these horrible weapons. Mr. Shoigu told the foreign ministers to whom he spoke that the war in Ukraine is moving toward a more dangerous phase and that Kyiv might soon deploy a dirty bomb which combines conventional explosives with radioactive materials such as cesium or cobalt and would contaminate territory without immediately killing a large number of people. Western officials sought uh, Monday yesterday to decipher Russia's motives in making the allegation and dismissed it as absurd and false. Ukraine strongly denied the claim and officials in the U.S. and Ukraine warned that Russia could be signaling that it is preparing to use such weapons itself in a false flag operation and then to use it as an excuse for deploying a nuclear weapon against uh, Ukraine or some other nations in the West. Oh, just great. We have seen in the past that the Russians have on occasion blamed others for things that they were planning to do, said National Security Council Coordinator for Strategic Communication, John Kirby. Uh, General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, discussed the claim with his Russian counterpart on Monday, yesterday. U.S. defense officials um, made clear. Western experts said using a dirty bomb would make little sense for Ukraine. It would cause a relatively low level of destruction that wouldn't alter the shape of the conflict and uh, would risk a far more devastating Russian nuclear response. Quote, a dirty bomb is a crude device that seeks to spread radioactive contamination over a relatively small area of land, uh, several small blocks, so said Scott Rucker, who is a vice president for nuclear material security at the uh, Nuclear Threat Initiative, a nonprofit global security think tank. A dirty, a dirty bomb is more a psychological weapon. Well, that goes along with the idea that... Uh, uh, having lost on the battlefield, what Russia is trying to do is to win with the deployment of psychological weapons. Russia has, this, since the beginning of its invasion in late February, made accusations against Kyiv 
that the U.S. and its allies have dismissed as Moscow's attempt to deflect attention from its own brutality. Those include allegations that Ukraine is trying to acquire nuclear weapons, that it is preparing chemical weapons, and that the U.S. and Kyiv have been uh, cooperating in uh, operating a network of bioweapon laboratories in Ukraine. Do you remember there were some conservatives here in the United States who picked up that charge about Ukraine and, uh, and America working together on biological weapons? And it was completely bogus. It had no substance to it. But in the world of the far right, particularly the media far right, that was something that people picked up, echoing Vladimir Putin, who has more support, certainly, than he deserves from some people who at least claim to be conservative. They're not. A Western official said the uh, Moscow signaling Sunday is ominous because it was phoned in by Russia's defense minister who seldom engaged with the U.S. or its allies. Western defense ministers appeared to take seriously the threat of an escalation in Ukraine, said Andrew Weiss, who's vice president of the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace in Washington. Policymakers also have an uncomfortable question, he said. Is it simply another Russian ruse? Or is Russia foreshadowing something that previously seemed unthinkable? The Ukrainian foreign minister, who's named Dmitro Kuleba, said the uh, United Nations International Atomic Energy Agency agreed to send experts to sites throughout Ukraine, which uh, Russia deceitfully claims uh, to be developing a dirty bomb. In other words, they're going to have these UN officials uh, take a look and make it very clear that this was some kind of Russian trickery. Uh, speaking of uh, Russian trickery, uh, there is more about, again, if somebody has an explanation for it, uh, give me a call. But yay, well, one of the world's superstars. He's very proud of being a billionaire, being a huge celebrity, very talented rapper. Ye, who used to be Kanye West, uh, just going deeper and deeper into the world of anti-Semitism. Question is, what does he gain from? Sometimes your celebrity status, based on talent, charm, uh, brilliance, creativity can leave you untouchable to get away with stuff that normal non-celebrities would never think of getting away with. And uh, that's the case with uh, Ye, uh, used to be known as Kanye. And uh, Ye basically has said very directly that he uh, he's just too big and too influential and too popular to have any of the companies that he's associated with that are making a lot of money for him uh, drop him simply because of a small matter like uh, poisonous anti-Semitism, which is something uh, that uh, Ye has um, been very profligate about. Uh, for instance, he uh, uh, was just on 
uh, with Chris Cuomo. Uh, Chris Cuomo has found a new home, not CNN anymore. He's now on with News Nation. And uh, uh, he uh, had these comments uh, in engaging with uh, the younger, uh, youngest of the Cuomo brothers. Uh, here, here is Kanye West and, uh, pardon me, Ye and Chris Cuomo. The thing is, the Jewish people that I'm talking about don't have to understand. And that is that privilege that I'm not going to allow. When I wore the White Lives Matter t-shirt, the Jewish underground media mafia already started attacking me. They canceled my four SoFi Stadium shows, right? They had the press, the same people, the 78 outlets that when I was arguing with Pete Davidson and Trevor Noah, they called me an abuser for arguing with people about my ex-wife and my family and when I get to see my kids and when I don't. And they just immediately disrespect me. They keep the crazy narrative going. They never call me a billionaire. We never talked about, even on this one right here, hey, tycoon, billionaire, uh, visionary, inventor. These are never used. If you go to like um, uh, New York Times or Wall Street Journal, whatever, they always say the rapper, the rapper. It was hard enough for us to get fashion designer. I, I'm going to give a pause so you can uh, address what you want to address. Appreciate it. Okay, <laughs> he's going to give a pause. Uh, and basically, he's now looking at, and by the way, the, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times uh, it certainly has been influenced for a very long time, uh, for almost 100 years, by uh, Jewish people as Sulzbergers and the Ox family and people like that. Wall Street Journal is owned by Rupert Murdoch, who is not Jewish. There is no part of him or his family that has ever been Jewish. His uh, father, I believe, or and it may be his grandfather, was a Presbyterian minister in Australia. And the idea that the Wall Street Journal, which is a Murdoch paper, just as Fox News is Murdoch, uh, the the idea that this is part of some kind of secret Jewish media mafia, underground media mafia controlled by George Soros or, or something of that nature, is uh, pathetic and paranoid and just incredibly misguided. Uh, just a few days ago, um, Kanye Ye was taunting Adidas. Uh, he makes about $250 million a year from Adidas. And they're selling shoes. And I, again, it's, it shows you how out of it I am. But I can't believe it. The uh, shoes that are part of the Yeezy collection are set to retail between $200 and $300. Really? For shoes? And these are not not dress shoes. Okay, uh, here is the uh, commentary uh, with uh, uh, with uh, uh, Ye basically saying that uh, they couldn't possibly fire him from Adidas. It just absolutely couldn't possibly happen. Uh, this is clip thirteen. The thing about it being Adidas is like I could literally say anti-Semitic and they can't drop me. 
I could say anti-Semitic things and Adidas can't drop me. Now what? Okay, now what? Well, uh, there was this on CNBC, uh, actually a news break. Listen. It is official. Adidas has terminated its partnership with Ye immediately. That's the artist, of course, formerly known as Kanye West. The company saying that it completed a thorough review and decided to end production of Yeezy brand products and stop all payments to Ye and his companies. Uh, it's been a long time coming. You can see the stock's reaction down 4.1% because, again, this is a partnership that, that is a pretty substantial one for this company. I think it's somewhere between 85 and 10% of Adidas's line. Uh, revenue comes in from uh, the Yeezy products. And so this is going to be a big shift for them and something they will have to adjust with. Okay. Uh, and uh, without the Yeezy products, will they have shoes worth buying for 200 to $300? I, I mean, really? By the way, the, one of the, the New York Times brings up that Adidas was actually founded by a, a German uh, before the end of the war, uh, who was a member of the Nazi party. But so they weren't thrilled with the anti-Semitic associations. Adidas uh, says the New York Post severed ties with Kanye West on Tuesday, that's today, after facing mounting pressure to do so in the wake of the rapper's bizarre anti-Semitic outbursts and public meltdowns. The apparel brand, which announced last week its 10-year relationship with, uh, with Ye was under review, said it does not tolerate anti-Semitism or any other form of hate speech. Quote, Ye's recent comments and actions have been unacceptable, hateful, and dangerous, and they violate the company's values of diversity and inclusion, mutual respect, and fairness, the company said in its statement today. Adidas is the latest high-profile brand, including Balenciaga and Vogue, to cut ties or reconsider their relationships with the rapper-turned-designer following his slew of controversial remarks in recent weeks. Saying he wants to go uh, Deathcon uh, death 3 against Jewish people. It is, how do you say that that isn't? anti-Semitic? 1-800-955-1776. Um, some accused the retailer of putting profits over ethics for not publicly condemning the 45-year-old string of anti-Semitic tweets. West, who has legally changed his name to Ye, has been releasing his Yeezy sneaker lines with uh, Adidas since 2015, ending the partnership and the production of Yeezy branded products, as well as stopping all payments to Ye and his companies, will have a short-term negative effect of up to $250 million <laughs> on Adidas net income this year. The company told Reuters, partially as the Christmas quarter usually spawns greater demand. I, are you going to be heartbroken that you don't get, as a Christmas gift, some uh, yay? I don't even know what the Yeezy brand, what kind of shoes they are. Westa briefly hired Johnny Depp's lawyer, Camille Vasquez, remember her, to oversee all of his businesses, but she dropped him in a matter of days after he refused to retract his anti-Semitic words. Uh, and the, the best example of that was he started this with an October 9th tweet that said, I'm a bit sleepy tonight. 
But when I wake up, I'm going DEATHCON3 on Jewish people, uh, all in capital letters. Uh, That was making an erroneous reference to the military term DEFCON, short for Defensive Readiness Condition, or how fast the U.S. Armed Forces could be deployed in response to a threat. He earlier shared a since-deleted screenshot on Instagram of an iMessage exchange in which he accused Sean Combs, a.k.a. Diddy, of being controlled by Jews. We'll be right back on the MedVet Show. History. On the uh, Michael Medved show, talking about the um, the Yay scandal, and. I don't know if it's really a scandal. What's what's difficult about this is that one of the many, many problems that America faces right now is a problem of mental illness and taking mental illness seriously, uh, which can kill you just like a purely physical illness can. And uh, obviously, you we've seen the experience of this individual uh, completely melting down and breaking down in the middle of tours and canceling them. And the idea that he was uh, once married, produced a bunch of children with Kim Kardashian, uh, I guess gives him a certain fascination. Uh, there are people who love his music, uh, but... Uh, the the idea that right now uh, there is this insistence on emphasizing uh, anti-Semitism and the explanation for it is just about non-existent. I mean, I know that one of the things that people who are talking about him are saying is that his ex-wife was dating Pete Davidson who has on his father's side partially Jewish roots. His father was a firefighter. And uh, Pete Davidson's father died on September 11th, rushing into the building, trying to save people. It was when Davidson was, what, seven years old, and apparently it scarred him for life. But his father was partially Jewish. His mother was of uh, Irish ancestry. Um, But... Does that explain why this obsession uh, against uh, Jewish people? It's one of those things where it's it's so sick and so unnecessary. And at a time when, yes, the people who monitor these things and who monitor hate crime attacks that can range from the trivial and just annoying to the deadly and and deeply threatening, uh, which we have seen, oh, in uh, synagogues in Poway, California, and Pittsburgh, of course, recently. And this is recent. And at the moment, uh, to have a, a, a surge in anti-Semitic thinking is uh, enough to 
get CBS News this morning talking about it, and they're speaking about it with Jonathan Greenblatt, who is the um, the head the president of the Anti-Defamation League, uh, and their conversation sounded like this. Listen. Point. It claims that Jews have too much power, and then when people protest and those kinds of comments are, are kind of penalized, it confirms the conspiracy for the anti-Semite or the bigot. But whether it's coming from right-wing extremists like the white supremacists who hung signs on an overpass on the 405 freeway this weekend, whether it's coming from radical Zionists on college campuses, or whether it's coming from public figures like Kanye West, the reality is anti-Semitism has no place in public life. It can come from all sides. It can, come, it can be politicized. It can be weaponized in different ways. But like anti-black, anti-black racism or anti-Asian hate, anti-Semitism needs to be called out clearly and cogently. So bravo to you know companies that have now stepped up and pushed back on Kanye. And I hope this sends a signal once and for all that this is simply unacceptable. And then what okay, what he was talking about there about the signs, uh, this was in Los Angeles and above one of the busiest freeways in the world. There were people standing out there with a giant sign that said, Kanye is right about the Jews. Uh, and <laughs> given that it's, it's impossible to even make a coherent point that you could say that he is right about really and uh and again it's it's one of those things where uh the the whole idea of bringing us back to uh to nazi talk generally uh matthew dowd was actually on on TV and he was talking about comparing uh, the uh, Republicans who are running today's GOP to the Nazis. Now that's ridiculous, uh, especially it's ridiculous given the fact that uh, President Trump actually increased his percentage of the uh, Jewish vote. He had 30 percent uh, of uh, Jewish voters voted for President Trump last time about just under 70%, 69% voted for Biden. But uh, for a Republican, it was much better for Trump than uh, the 2016, where he got only 24% of the Jewish vote. But uh, here's Matthew Dowd comparing today's uh, GOP to, yup, the Nazis. Why? Uh, listen, uh, clip four. See, we talk about this all the time, democracy on the ballot. It's not just a slogan. You know, I mean, we're talking about women literally losing agency over themselves. Donald Trump has said, you know where he's going to challenge the election? Already in advance, he says he's going to do it. Philly. That's a dog whistle, right? I mean, it's not even being hidden at this point. It's just fascism in the open. And what scares me is that I'm not sure everybody minds. You know, I think there are some people who will just sit back and let it happen thinking it won't be that bad. And that, to me, is almost well, more dangerous than the radicals. Well, I mean, I'm not calling, uh, I'm not going to say that, you know, the GOP are Nazis at this point or whatever, but it certainly sounds very familiar to what happened in Germany, which is a bunch of citizens, Adolf Hitler gets a third of the vote, 
Nobody thought it could happen there. They kind of went along because they said he was going to solve the economy and fix inflation. Yeah, uh, you can, that's right. You can hear those sorts of things. And then, oh, lo and behold, a few years later, they lost their democracy. And they're all like, how'd that happen here? That's my worry. Okay. Uh, again, do you hear GOP uh, representatives who are saying we want to end American democracy? Now, you can say trying to overcome a legal election is um, part of what is involved with ending democracy, and I think it's a serious problem. And I think it's the least appetizing aspect of today's Republican Party is the the idea of uh, oh those those stories you have about people in camouflage uh, who are armed apparently camping out around uh, ballot drop boxes in Arizona uh, where the voting has already begun and that's the fascinating thing about this uh, voting has already begun but the idea that that somehow uh, the Republicans are in any way comparable to the Nazis or to the Ku Klux Klan, or to uh, racists. Here is MSNBC's Jason Johnson uh, claiming uh, nefarious intentions by Republicans to black people. Uh, clip 7. You have one side, which is the majority of the American people, who just want to go to work, eat dinner, stay safe, pay less in gas prices, and know that they have their, their, their same medical rights that they woke up with earlier this year. And then you have another group of people who are essentially fascists, and they want an authoritarian government. We have to stop pretending that we're talking about friends and neighbors. You're talking about people who want to basically imprison women in their bodies and make them completely subjective to men. You're talking about people who don't think black people should have a right to do anything but play sports. You're talking about a group of people who on a regular basis attack everybody of a different religion. Okay, uh, and generally, and, and you're going to say that uh, Kanye is uh, representative of the Republican Party representative of conservatism uh he's representative of mental illness and the fact that he ran for president and may run for president again is not the kind of thing that helps republicans or helps conservatives at all uh it is a a true problem uh putin is a modern day hitler and russia is doomed to suffer the same fate as nazi germany uh, somebody with uh, a certain amount of credibility has made that statement. Uh, who is it? Uh, and no, it's no one in the American government. We will get to that. We'll also be uh, covering this new unit of um, scientists and experts with uh, 16 different experts trying to figure out the mysteries of unidentified uh, terrestrial aerial phenomena, what used to be called UFOs, with a Harvard professor who's part of that group in this greatest nation on God's green earth. Fred Dreyer here for a product I use and love, Balance7.com.